Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to welcome big bro Nate Wilson Taylor. <laughs> bro, Mr. Champion, how are you doing today? Uh, Mr. Fonderson, I am good. Um, I'm great. I mean, it's it's cold outside. I'm traveling all the way here from from Toronto, Scarborough. Yo, thanks for the drive-in, bro. Honestly, yeah. I, know, I know that's a deep drive, but you did it, so thank you. Yeah. First of all, thank you for having me. I've been a uh, huge fan, huge fan of Beyond the Game for quite some time. I follow all the posts, all the podcasts. Uh, big fan of uh, the work you guys do, um, uh, particularly the leadership that you guys have in the community. So thank you for finally having me on. Oh, you know, my uh, pleasure. My pleasure, man. I'm really happy that you can make it. Okay, so just a quick intro for, for all listeners, all people watching. You graduated from, from Western University, right. University of Western Ontario, in 2016 with a double major in political science and sociology. That's right. Okay, you also know that you've played a ton of football in your career. You know, you played with several clubs. You have a ton of experience. Played with, with MIFA, right? That The Team World? Team World? Uh, so I did States. play with MIFA. They, okay. um, they have a... Quite a few programs that MIFA offers. So there was the Oakville Longhorns, okay. uh, which you're probably familiar with being yeah. out here in Oakville. And then there was uh, Friday Night Lights, which is the indoor uh, okay. program, yeah. uh, as well as the um, MIFA International. So okay. that's where they traveled to, like, to Mexico or to uh, South Beach were there yeah. or uh, Philly. So, yeah, quite, Those know, quite are, a bit of football. That's an awesome experience. I can, I can only imagine. <laughs> I, just, I know a bunch of kids here like, oh, I, I want to go to the States. I want to go to the States. But like, they have no idea how to do it other than going to the NCAA or going mm-hmm. to other things. But like, mm-hmm. MIFA offers these these programs, so definitely something to look into for, for some people. What does MIFA, MIFA stand for? It? Um, I mean, when I started, it was Mississauga Indoor Football Association. I know it's been changed okay. around. Metro International Football Alliance, I believe is what it stands for yeah. now. Don't quote me on that. Okay, um, okay, okay. You know, go out and check out the website. I'm not 100% certain what, what okay. it stands for now. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. So, you know, that's something, something to look out for as well. And, you know, most recently, I guess you've been working with the government as a payment service officer for the past two and a half years. That's, that's correct. Right? That's okay. Correct. Uh, but right now, you're also on assignment as the coordinator for a government of Canada workplace charitable campaign. That's a mouthful. Please <laughs> explain a little bit more about that before we continue. Okay. So every year, the government of Canada, they have a uh, charitable campaign. Um, the idea here is to get um, public servants like myself to, mm-hmm. you know, to give to charities. In this case, it's really United Way and Health Partners. Okay. Um, every branch of the government has their own uh, campaign, which is under the Government of Canada Charitable okay. Campaign. So in my case, um, I'm with Employment and Social Development Canada. Um, a lot of people uh, would know what that is from things like Service Canada, so where you mm. go to get like your passport, or if you're ready to retire and you want to know about your, your Canada pension plan or your old age security benefits. So uh, I helped basically um, coordinate uh, that campaign for the whole of Ontario region, so all the way um, as far west, I'd say, as uh, Windsor, as far east as uh, we'd only go out to Cornwall because the national capital region that's okay. their they have to do their own thing there, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's basically that. Geez, that's you're a very well decorated man, <laughs> very well decorated <laughs> man, and, and that's not even all of it. I know. So, we met actually playing for playing in the Canadian Major Football League with the now national champions, again, national champions, mm-hmm. GTA All Stars. Goal All Stars. Okay. All right. All right. Click, uh, you know, click, clack, reload. You know, it's what we do. It's what we do. Reload every year. And again, I know, I know, I'm missing a ton of stuff. Is there anything else that you want the viewers to know about you before we continue? Uh, first and foremost, I'm Scarborough bred, mm-hmm. uh, Scarborough raised. Uh, we're a different breed out there. We breed athletes. Facts. Facts. Um, uh, growing up, I mean, I, I played a lot of sports. Uh, believe it or not, but football was actually probably like my fourth or fifth sport. 
um, growing up, I feel like everybody, you know, track is like everybody's first sport. Yeah. Um, then is usually, you know, soccer. Uh, for me, it was basketball. And mm-hmm. actually, I was a really good volleyball player uh, in high school. Um, and that really transitioned um, me towards uh, basketball, um, just in terms of, like, the athleticism, yeah. being able to jump or whatever. Mm-hmm. And football, I actually didn't really get into until about my, what, second, third year of uh, university. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was a late bloomer, um, you know, to say. But you just walked out at Western as just an athlete. Um, so what actually happened was, um, I was playing basketball and I remember one year I had torn my Achilles actually. Mm. And that is, I mean, next to your ACL, that is just one of the, you know, one of the most detrimental injuries. It hurts me to Um, even hear, man. Yeah. And I was out for about maybe nine, 10 months, um, opted to not get the surgery, decided to, uh, to just do the rehab. Uh, and during the time, actually I gained a ton of weight, gained a ton, ton, Mm. ton of weight. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I started just working out at the actual, uh, the, uh, the varsity gym, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Kirkley, uh, right there at, uh, that TV stadium. So what ended up happening was I just started talking with some football guys and I'm like, Hey, you know, you, you know, you got the size there, you know, why don't you come out, you know, for football. So, uh, went out there, you know, wasn't successful my, uh, my first year, um, went out there again and I kind of got told, Hey, you know, why don't you, you know, try out for, uh, some beef eaters. Went out to Bee Feeders, um, an am- amazing program there. Amazing, amazing, amazing program there with uh, with the CGFL. An amazing partnership they uh, mm-hmm. that they have there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, kind of played out my career there from twenty fourteen to twenty fifteen. And twenty sixteen was also the year I graduated. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I came back here after graduation to Toronto and started with the you know the Mifa Indoor. Then went to Mifa International. Then went to Oakville, and then the GTA All Stars. Man, well traveled. Yeah, man, well traveled. That is a ton of life lived, but not the most, not not the end of it. I know there's so much more for you happening. That's just the beginning of your journey. And I really appreciate you sharing that, man. I really yeah. do. Recently, you actually went through a nine week Toronto Police Service Academy training program, and out of thirty six applicants, you and another lady were class valedictorians. Mm-hmm. Man, as Honestly, as as cool as all your other accomplishments are, but you know, playing internationally and 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 working with the government, and all that, I, I think that is probably the most interesting thing to me because it's very counterculture for football players, especially minority football players, mm-hmm. to want to work with police or mm-hmm. to be as involved in police services mm-hmm. as as you are. Mm-hmm. Can you can you can you tell me a little bit more about that? Like, what led to your decision to, to do this, and like, why why are you doing it? Why did yeah, you do it? Very good question. I think a lot of it was um, was growing up in Scarborough. Um, I grew up in two very distinct neighborhoods: uh, the Mark Manelsma area and the uh, Orton Park uh, area. Um, between friends, between family members, between just people in the community, there wasn't a huge uh, level of trust uh, mm-hmm. between the police. I mean, I hate to say it, uh, the police just didn't have you know the best reputation. Uh, growing up, I can honestly say I didn't really have a, a whole lot of, uh, I don't use to say the word trust, but faith, I would say, okay. in the police service. Okay. And as I'm uh, getting older and I see some of the things that are going on in, in the city, uh, Toronto in particular, but also things that are going on in the GTA, I had to think to myself, you know, what can I do to get a better understanding of what's kind of going on in society, why police officers do the things they do. It's very easy for an individual to you know, go on Snapchat or Facebook or Instagram or any type of social media and they see a, you know, a five or ten minute clip of a police officer or some type of struggle or something. Yeah. Um, and I really want to know, well, what is it that led up 
to that, uh, exactly. you know, that, that led up to that actual mm-hmm. incident. What happened to the five to ten minutes before when the police officer got called or, or, or whatnot? Yeah, that was really my uh, my interest and in why I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to get some some life skills there to helpfully uh, go back into the communities and tell them, you know, this is why this happened to help facilitate some discussion. Because mm-hmm. um, as, as much as I hate to admit it, the police are not going anywhere. That's true. Um, they're not the bad guys. No. Um, they no. generally are there to help. And that was an amazing nine-week course that really mm-hmm. got me to see kind of behind the scenes things such as uh, different uh, units within the Toronto Police as well as uh, use of force and de-escalation training. And I can truthfully say I have a better respect and understanding for the type of training as well as the type of uh, restraint mm-hmm. that the police officers use when dealing with you know, people in crisis, as yeah. you would say. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's funny. It's funny that you you actually so you sent me this this article that was written about you and and mm-hmm. the the whole the whole cohort a little while ago, mm-hmm. and when I when I read it, I I really appreciated it because you know I think if, what was it a while ago? Um, a while ago, I remember remember looking at a video in the states where uh, Black Lives Matter were having they're having a a rally in I think it was Texas or something like mm-hmm. that, and and then all of a sudden there's you know, the shooting happening and then people are blaming Black Lives Matter for the shooting, and then I think a few police officers got, were killed uh, mm-hmm. because of the incident. That's right. And okay. But then it turned out that it wasn't Black Lives Matter who shot and killed the police. It was other people. But the the blame got put onto Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. for this. And I, I went through this whole tirade on Facebook saying how every, every group will have its radicalized group have radicalized people people who are extremists on you know, on either end of the spectrum um and you can't paint everybody with the same paintbrush like no like black lives matter cannot be blamed for that incident because black lives matter was not started because of, of you know to fight against police mm-hmm. it was it was to say hey we are here to respect us too and not mm-hmm. we're not we're not better than anybody we just want to be heard the same thing with police. Not all police are bad people. I know I great, great police officers. Like some of my closest friends are police officers. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing to really be aware of. And um, another part of the my whole tirade is that to help better the system, you have to infiltrate the system. Mm-hmm. You have to be part of that system. You have to understand what goes on behind the scenes. Because again, like like you said, what happened the ten minutes before that video was being shot. That's correct. Like, what That's led correct. to that escalation? Like, obviously, there some 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 things are very, you know, so, social media is very cut and dry. People people see one thing and then they're all, they're so quick to blame a yeah. cop for, for doing something. It's like, mm, okay, but, you know, there's there's always, always more to the story than just what we see, right? And so exactly. I really appreciate you, hot, like, getting in here and actually doing stuff. Yeah. How, how long have you been interested in police work? It's funny that you asked that. Um, because growing up, I'd say probably until about 16, 17, no interested in policing, N- like none whatsoever. Um, <laughs> didn't really like the police, you know, yeah. uh, growing up in Scarborough, you know, yeah. you'd be walking and you see, you see a police officer drive by and you see TAV, which I don't know if you remember the old Tavis. Yeah. Uh, I was like, okay, you know, pull your pants up, uh, take that hood off, uh, you know, fix your string bag. Um, and right around the time when I was about 18 or 19. Unfortunately, I did drop out of high school, but I uh, 
I ended up uh, working for this uh, security company. Okay. And I just saw really just the positive interactions that we got to have in that, and really just seeing almost immediate impacts of really getting to help people. And then some of the connections I met with police officers and how they actually just got to go into these communities and they were um, really liked, they were trusted, and they were respected. And that's what kind of happened where I was just like, you know what, this is something I could really see myself doing. Mm-hmm. Um, what ended up happening, though, uh, when you're 18, 19 years old and you start... Uh, reaching out to police services and they, and they're saying you know kid you know good on you that you're interested but you know you need some life experience yeah and when you're 18 nights and people keep telling you that you don't know what that means no, get some no life idea. experience i'm like what does that mean yeah you know go work on the job go get educated um do some volunteer work maybe travel um whatever it is um so that's what actually ended up happening i uh, enrolled myself back in uh, in high school uh, in high school i graduated uh, and then I uh, somehow got into Western, um, an amazing school, by the way, um, really uh, academic based, and that's one of the reasons why I chose them. And then right around when I graduated in 2016, I got a job working uh, actually at Rogers in corporate sales. Uh, it wasn't really for me. Uh, yeah. I wasn't really ready for the corporate world yet. That's fair. But it was really, I would say, in probably recent years, probably about 2017. When I actually started with uh, with the government, it's actually looking at RCMP. Okay. Um, just being young and really want to be able to see the rest of the country and travel. Um, and then, you know, I started getting uh, more situated here in Toronto just with uh, things such as relationships and football and whatnot. And that's kind of what interests me more, and more in, into uh, municipal policing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd say that's, that was kind of my journey. Okay. My interest. Okay. When the interest first started, were you very open with family and friends and teammates about your interest in police? To be honest, no. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that I spoke to, I got one of th- one of three responses. You're a sellout. Um, and I mean, hey, you know, I get it. You had a very negative experience or your friend or family member or someone in the community had a very negative experience. Yeah. Uh, the second response was uh, you'd make, you know, you'd make a great police officer. Absolutely. And those people I know that I trusted and respected. Uh, and then I almost got the, you know, the backhanded compliments. You mm. want to be a police officer? You know, you're too good to be a police officer. You know, you have a university degree. You know, maybe you need to look into, uh, into something like, like politics, working in government. And I really thought to myself, I was just like, well, if somehow, you know, I got into politics, you know, uh, and we obviously know Bill Blair is a, is a politician mm-hmm. now, the mm-hmm. uh, former police chief. Police chief of uh, Toronto. Yeah. Um, what better way to get to know what's going on in society and the problems that people are facing than being on the front line? Exactly. Right. Be on the ground. Like being actually the talk ground, to the people. Going you know? to these communities, things like Toronto Community Housing. You know the YMCA. Like I said, just just being on the front line and seeing what's going on, you get a very different perspective. Yeah. Once you've been there and seen the forefront, as opposed to you know being on the outside looking in and. Exactly. You know, exactly. Really not being able to connect with you know 100%. the demographic or the constituency that you want to uh, you know that you want to run for. Exactly. Exactly. And and you you and I know better, better than most. Like you can you put on people 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 will let you know what they want you to see. And so you know when if if you're the, if you're that kid growing up in Scar- and going up in Scarborough, you see a police officer driving by. You're not you're not necessarily going to to be your complete. A, a quote unquote natural self because you don't want to be profiled. You don't want to be. You don't want to cop to stop and like you know ask you a question or anything. So you're gonna you're gonna act up a little bit. You're gonna you know you know like you said mm-hmm. you fix your fix your drawstring. You're gonna pull up your pants a little bit more. You're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna be proper as as people would say. <laughs> but then 
but then you're also not going to open up about what's going on in your in your community because you don't want others to look down in the community mm-hmm. and be like, hey, this is, you know, I'm living a hard life here. And so when when the politicians who have never stepped foot into your community start making laws or start making policies based on what they see, they mm-hmm. it's not going to properly affect you because they have no idea. Mm-hmm. But like you said, being on, being on the ground, being an actual police officer in that community, you mm-hmm. see firsthand, like you're building relationships with those kids mm-hmm. firsthand and no, they may, they may not be that trust right away, but eventually, exactly. you know, once, once those walls start, get, start getting broken down, they see, hey, you know what, maybe I can trust this person. Maybe mm-hmm. this person actually does have my best interest of the heart right. and I can talk to them about, about more things. And so that's, that's, that's really cool. So, yeah, so some reaction you got where you're a seller, I've, I've definitely heard that before. Uh, you're going to be a great police officer and, and, and the backhanded ones. Yeah, that's, that, that, that can be tough. That, that can be tough, especially the, the backhanded ones. Cause like you want, you want to make a, you want to make a big difference and people say, oh, you're, you're too good to be a cop. So, so now you're thinking, well, Am I too good to be a cop? And are you trying to weigh the pros and cons of yeah. being a police officer or going to government? Is that something? Is that something that you think you're going to want to do eventually at some point? In short, the answer is going to be yes. Okay. Um, I look at uh, at this time in my life and just things that are going on, and like I said, I, I have this this crazy love affair with Toronto, and I look at Toronto from when I was growing up. I look at Toronto now, and I look at what is going on in the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, yesterday, at around seven eight o'clock, right there at uh, Golf Club and uh, the Ellesmere area, there was a vehicle that had crashed into a pole. Mm-hmm. The police officers uh, investigate, and they said the gentleman's been shot. Like you know, I live not too far from there. I was like, that's a little bit too close to home. Yeah. Um, and I think about, like I said, what's kind of going on in the city right now. And I, and I can't see myself sitting behind a desk and, you know, not getting out there and and, and doing my part. Mm -hmm. And there's many different ways you can do your part. We see you're involved in the community with, um, with leadership, going to the schools and, you know, speaking to children. Uh, and you know, that's definitely one way to do it. Um, my way, you know, I'm not saying that your way is wrong, Mm -hmm. but I feel as though me being a police officer would be a more positive way for me, a more mm-hmm. influential way for me to make a, a, an impact and almost an immediate impact. Mm-hmm. One thing about me, and I hate to say it is I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit greedy. I like that instant gratification. Sometimes mm-hmm. things take, you know, time, but yeah. being able to go to a call and this individual has a problem and you get to essentially help them like right away, you know, it, it, it helps you feel good, you know, yeah. you know, that, and that's one reason why a lot of people, you know, they volunteer, they want to see change inside. They want to do what they can to give back. Absolutely. So absolutely. You're, you know, I would say yes. That is something I would see myself doing. Good, I, I like that. I really, really do. And I've, I've always been, I've always been kind of the mindset that there's never, there's no one right answer to anything. Like unless it's math, and then yes, there's one right answer. But, <laughs> but many yeah, ways to get there. There's many yes. ways to get there. You know what I mean? Uh, I in, in exactly there's many ways to get to the end goal. And and for me, it's if everybody has their own experiences why why not use these experiences to benefit the next generation why not use experiences mm-hmm. to help a community that you that you are a part exactly. of that you are a part of you know what i mean so so i you know kudos to you for, for doing that man and I, i'm pretty sure in the article that uh you sent me it said that now you're you're going to apply for mm-hmm. toronto police academy yeah what was that process like for you uh well First of all, you have to get the, uh, I mean, the bare minimum requirements, and that's, I believe it's like 18, um, high school diploma, G license of good moral character, uh, also first aid CPR, 
Um, but I mean, those are just the basic requirements. Obviously, yeah. you want to, in, in any single instance, you want to mm-hmm. make yourself obviously stand out. So yeah. things like getting a post-secondary, things mm-hmm. like volunteer work uh, or community involvement, um, maybe extracurricular such as football or yeah. basketball, yeah. Um, continued education, mm-hmm. uh, speaking other languages mm-hmm. um, to, to help you know reflect the community, help mm-hmm. show that you have like a connection uh, just the community that you you know you hope to serve. Um, so my application has been submitted. Okay. Now it's really just a waiting game. Um, definitely got to be patient. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not something that you want to rush into or that they want to rush into. No, definitely. People need to be screened very carefully. Um, we don't want anybody just walking on the street with a badge and a gun, and rightfully so. Um, kind of touching on what we said earlier. Yeah. Um, there's good cops and there's bad cops. Yeah, exactly. You know? So exactly. I, I, I totally respect the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's amazing, man. That's really, really is. You're still playing football. I still do, am do playing you, football. Do you see the finish line anywhere in the near future? <laughs> the, the hardest question you can ask any athlete. Do you see the, the finish line in the near future? Well, do I see the finish line? Yes. In the near future, I want to I want to say no. Um, I mean, hey, they get back to me and say, hey, you know, we've got this offer for you. You know, rest of my life, rewarding career, great pension, or play football, maybe get injured, and now I can't work. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I no, I hear it's that. A, it's a hard one, but it's I think you know one. the answer. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah no, I, I definitely understand. But that, man, as of knows. right now, I will be suiting up for uh, the 2020 GTA All Stars. As of right now, beautiful. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, okay, okay. So we're not going to talk about the transition just yet. That's that's totally fine. Okay. Um, if you can come up with a central theme of your journey thus far, what would it be? Oof. Give Oof. me a theme, give me a word, give me a sentence. Damn. Jeez. Shaka, that's a really good question. Yeah, that's where we're about here, bro. Good question. You, you should get into politics. You know? Conservative parties are looking for a new leader. Hey, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't think conservative, but okay. <laughs> Help me write the narrative. But yeah, exactly. I would say, I would say two words. I would say patience and i would say perseverance yeah and how i would define that is you know sometimes you know in life things aren't supposed to happen right away you maybe got passed up for that promotion so you go back and you work harder maybe you're on this football team and it doesn't even have to be football it could be any sports team and you didn't start this game and you want to start uh next game or maybe you don't start at all and they only want you for special teams you Mm -hmm. know it's about uh, being patient, it's about being perseverant and triumphing through, you know, whatever whatever issues is, is kind of going on. Things don't always, you know, end well. There's always not going to be a, a fairy tale ending. But I tell people, you know, if it didn't happen, then sometimes it wasn't supposed to happen, mm-hmm. you know, realistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, look at that as at my university uh, career. I look at that at football. I look at that at my workplace right now. And really, it's passion. It's a uh, patience, and it's 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 perseverance. Those are Absolutely. the two words that I would say, you know, define my journey. And you know, I hope other people, you, you know, we use those those mm-hmm. two uh, words or those two, you know, ideas and whatnot, mm-hmm. and hopefully help you know carve a path for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Actually, it's, it's interesting, that, interesting that you say that. Just, be, just before you got here, I was scrolling through Instagram, as I do, and I, <laughs> you know, and then I saw one, one, of my, uh, one, one of my friends posted on her, her Instagram story that, you know, 2019 was a year of ups and downs and trials and tribulations, and she's like, I hope 2020 is easier. And I was like, whoa, 
Easier. Easier. Easier? Family? Easier? No. And so I, I, I commented, I was like, hey, 2019 gave you all the tools you need to mm-hmm. battle the war that 2020 will bring. Mm-hmm. Like, don't ask for anything to be easier. Like, mm-hmm. Ask to be prepared for what's to come. Because, like, we're mm-hmm. not promised anything easy. Exactly. So, patience, perseverance, mm-hmm. you know, you we need, we need those to, to go through life. And honestly, like, I, I am 25 years old, about to be 26. I, I have yet to live as long of a life as as some people but i have experienced certain things in my life that people will never experience in their own lives no matter how old they are and to take to take lessons from those from those things and to kind of you know learn those and add to my toolkit and and then take that and and to do what i'm doing now or to continue to do what what we're planning on doing in the future that takes patience and perseverance and Absolutely. and and just so so much more and honestly the same same with you growing up in scarborough i cannot imagine i i've heard i've heard i won't, won't lie growing up in oakville you hear horror stories of places like scarborough and brampton and, and other places like that brampton, really you know what i what? people in oakville talk i don't know i don't know <laughs> what they talk then i started going to brampton i'm like oh brampton chill what do you mean yeah. but then but you hear, check us we can start you know <laughs> You know, but it's, that's what I'm saying. You hear sometimes you hear horror stories. It's like, really? Do you do you want to go go out there? And but then but then meeting people from from those places, like, no, there's nothing different. It's like some yeah, some areas are, are a little different. Like some areas that you kind of want to avoid. You want to, you know, talk to people that you know. But like that's what's, that's everywhere you go. You know what I mean? So having those types of experiences and then coming and doing what you're doing now. Like you said, you dropped out of high school, which I had no idea. But thanks for thanks for sharing. And then you went back to finish, and then you went back to, and then you got into Western and graduated from Western. That's Bro, right. Those those are huge That's accomplishments. Right. Patience and perseverance. Patience and perseverance, and like you, you're you're a little older than I am. Mm. How how old are you? I'm 29 years young. You're 29. 29 years young <laughs> I'm and still off kicking. The calendar. <laughs> still kicking. My my dude's just just there. He's just there. With that being said, if you're 29. You should have graduated 2012. If if, if that's right, if everything right. if everything went that's the right. way it was supposed to, you right. you were on track to graduate 2012, mm-hmm. but then that didn't happen. I don't, and for those listening, I don't know if you know how hard it is to step out of school, oh. do whatever you're doing, and then go back, back to school. school. Yep. Especially as a mature student, because at this point, like all the people in your grade or or in your year, they're younger than you. They're looking at you like, yo, who's this old head? You know uh, what I mean? It's for me, it was that wasn't even the the biggest problem. The biggest problem was when I had stepped out of high school when I was about 17, 18 working security, um, and I was there for about two years and then when I was twenty I enrolled back in high school. And I remember the first time um, it was one of my law teachers. Uh, I was taking like uh, I think it was like Canadian and international law or something. Um, asked me to write like like a ten page paper, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to start this. And I remember even when I was finished it, and he gave it back to me, I had never seen so many correction, correction, oh, correction. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was oh like, oof. Gosh. I was like, let's never do that again. Like, <laughs> let's never drop out of that again. But oh, yeah, my gosh, man, it's I I know I know how hard that can be because like even even when I went to George Brown, I was two years older than than the people in my year, and even that felt like like what am I doing here? But mm-hmm. then I also saw some of my other classmates. You know, some people were you know thirty five plus in my in my first year class, and they're in there and they're focused, they're doing yep. their thing. I'm like. Yeah. How are y'all out here? But hey, they did their thing, and you 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 chase after what you want. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's and I and honestly I, I, I can I can thank sports for that because I oh. you know, like I if I if I hadn't played sports I wouldn't necessarily know how to chase after things I wanted to. You know, and the, the perseverance that it takes to to play football. I remember one what was it? I think yesterday I went for a workout and one of the kids that just out of the gym that I work out at, uh, he was talking to me like he's like, Hey Shock, are you are you done playing football? I was like, Yeah, yeah, I'm done. He's like, Are you sad? I'm like, Yes. Yes and no. He's like, what? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, honestly, going through a football season is not easy. No, it's geez. not easy. Week in, week out, bro. Week in, bum week out. Oh gosh, you go to practice, you're hitting, and then you you have to like recover and get ready for the game again. And then like, and I tell people all the time, like football. If people say football is a, is a contact sport. I'm like, that's a lie. Football is a collision sport. <laughs> football is a collision sport. They know other other than than rugby. Rugby and, and maybe hockey, in no other sport are you purposely running, running yourself into, into yeah. another person <laughs> in order to bring them down. There's no Bro, other sport you do that. Sometimes I wondered. I watched um, Richie's tape, and I don't know if I saw Richie um, ever tackle anybody. He, nah, bro. He's just a hitter. Richard he's Gillespie, you're a different man, bro. Richard Gillespie, you're a different man. We call him the bangers. Our defense was called Bangersville, oh and he gosh. was the warden. He was Watch the warden of Bangersville. This guy does not tackle only hits man <laughs> like like low key ball is the hardest db hitter i've ever met in my yeah. life like wow. crazy crazy um, cfl nfl y'all y'all sleeping bro stop sleeping. sleeping on rich stop sleeping on rich yo <laughs> yo shout out Farouk too because that my guy's a dog yeah. oh jeez. anyway anyway but i love that patience and perseverance i, I really really do so the, the the cornerstone belief that we have here beyond the game is that sports are a means to the end, not the end itself. Personally, I didn't. I had no idea what that meant for the longest time until I had to stop playing sports. Mm-hmm. And then once I stopped playing sports, then I kind of finally understood that hey, you know, I can use my platform to get to other places, to springboard, springboard myself to I guess a higher level where I could see things from a diff- different perspective, or I could help people that I may may not have been able to help before, mm-hmm. um, or I could learn skills that now I can use in my life. Absolutely, you know. Uh, do you believe that your background in sports has helped have helped you in your career thus far? Yes, yes, and okay. I mean for many reasons. Um, and not necessarily just football. This is just any sport I've ever played. But mm-hmm. when you're an athlete, you learn quite a few things. You learn uh, teamwork. You learn integrity. You learn accountability. You learn um, meeting tight deadlines. Uh, you learn how to be coached. Yeah. You know? uh, at my current workplace um, uh, with the government, uh, whenever we're you know giving uh, clients advice on you know their their retirement pensions or whatnot, and say there's. Uh, they're, they're called business expertise. Like they're listening. Uh, they will come back and tell you, you know, this is what you, sh- this is what you said. It wasn't wrong, but this would have been more correct. And it's just like you know, being an athlete, I'm you're used to being coached, so it's like you can implement that, you know, kind of right yeah. away. Um, and uh, other things like like accountability, um, and especially for football, the last thing you want on the field is. A player that does not know the playbook. Mm. Oh man, that does <laughs> that didn't stay up. Doesn't oh, know where you should gosh, be in cover no. two, cover three. You know, in that case, bro, just get back. Exactly. But you don't want to play like that. It's no, just like you no. are accountable to the guy 
that is right next to you. Yeah. You know, you got to know what he's doing so that you know what not to do in that. What this guy's, if he's going in, you're going out. Exactly. If he's going deep, bro, you guys are on the same side of the field. You're not both going deep. You're not both staying short. You know, someone else going that that short. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I mean, there is there is so much stuff. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, I feel like it's almost it's almost endless. Yeah. Um, but one of the big things I mean is just is just achievements. Knowing that you have something that you want to work towards, mm-hmm. and putting all these tools that you maybe learned at uh, at practice or through coaching, or you know just some individual uh, self reflection, um, that you can say, you know what, this is where I want to be, and this is how I'm going to do it. But you know, putting that plan together. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, sure. Yes, sports. Um, and that's why everybody should play sports. Every child growing up should play sports. If it's parents, if it's feasible, put your children in sports. If you are able to make that drive out, you know, wherever it is, put your kids in sports. They will benefit. They will thank you. 100%, man. 100%. Bro, bro, I really appreciate you coming out, man. Thank you. You know, you. you, you, I was hoping you were going to ask me. Bro, I've been been waiting. You know how crazy it's been, man. It's been mad. And honestly, I I really do appreciate you coming out and and showing love. I really do appreciate you sending me that article, first of all, and coming to talk about that. Because that's that's, that's different from what we normally talk about. And, like, honestly, it's it's great for people to hear because everyone has their own journey. Not everybody's going to be interested in sports to begin with. Not everybody's going to be interested in whatever I've talked about. But hearing you and your experiences, people can relate to that. And, like, you know, it's a whole different set a whole different audience people will, will hear and they'll tune in they'll and they'll feel it too because i remember you telling me that you listen to my to the my retirement podcast you retire- oh my god i brought a tear to my eye man. bro oh my I, god that meant the world to me because i've heard i've heard a couple of responses from, from that but like and then it died off I'm like okay you know what it's okay i like for me if i can impact one person i've done my that's job that's right like if I have one person, I've done my job and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So hearing hearing that that you that you got something out of it, I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. And I know people are gonna hear this and be like, you know what? I, hope so. I can do it too. I hope so. You know, and I, I want to tell you, like, don't stop doing what you're doing. You gotta stay in the community. Absolutely. Um, don't stop with the podcast because I mean, I listen to all of them. I listen to all of them actually. <laughs> <laughs> I followed all the posts, so please don't yeah. stop. Yeah, it gets me through. Coming. It gets me through work. You know, um, you know, on a Monday coming, morning. Bro. Please don't stop. And like I said, I'm a big fan of Beyond the Game. I'm a big fan of the work you do in the community. I appreciate it, bro. Thank uh, you. And the leadership. Um, and also the spiritual, a little off topic, but also the spiritual leadership that you, you know, you, uh, you had uh, during the season, mm-hmm. you know, after every game. That, truthfully, just, you know, put me on a different level after games. Yeah. yeah. So You'll thank put, you for that. Of course, bro. Of course, man. I, I, I appreciate that. I really, really mm-hmm. do. Yeah. So how can people interact with you online? Uh, Well... I'll tell you guys this. I don't have Twitter because I'm not a follower. I'm a leader. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> uh, shout out Paul Kane. That's like a Paul Kane line. But I got Instagram. It's um, it's at the real Willie Two K. Um, I'm pretty sure you'll put it in the uh, the comments or mm-hmm. the, the description. But it's oh, yeah. at the real Willie Two K. Mm-hmm. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, bro. I appreciate you. And as always. Thank thank you guys for dialing in. Um, We'll catch y'all soon. Peace. All right, peace.